0: My name is Todd Adams. This
1: is Kathy Adams.
0: Welcome back. Zen Parenting Radio. We have a whole bunch of things today. This is what I have written down. You ready?
1: Oh, uh oh no. Don't read them all.
0: Yoga. Uh, An update on Malala, the Pakistani girl who got shot a few months ago. Yeah. The gift of listening, which is something you just came up with.
1: Listening inside and outside.
0: Uh, The Golden Globes. Yes. Maybe. Um, And then I got some other tournament of bads.
1: Well, before we dive into that. Yeah. First of all, we do, we do our marketing at the end of the show, and we are moving it up.
0: We're, we're deciding to move it on up. Moving
1: on up. So first of all, I have two books, Self-Aware Parent, Self-Aware Parent 2, com. go to that website or find them on Amazon. Second thing is- Do is you it, have
0: any specials going on? Like well, maybe if, if you, you buy them both? If
1: you buy them both on my website, they're only $20, where like on Amazon, an individual book is like fourteen ninety five. Right. So obviously a better deal from my website. Second thing, Todd and I do presentations in the Chicagoland area, and while we would love to travel because we've gotten emails from people about coming to them, we have three kids and jobs just, and just life. Not and there's just realistic. It's not realistic. So, But if you live in the Chicagoland area and you have a group, an organization, a group of neighbors, a group of friends, and you want to discuss something similar to what we discuss or you have a specific topic, please email us at?
0: Um, comments. At zenparentingradio.com. So that's comments at zenparentingradio.com.
1: And um, and also you can find me on my website and go through the comment page there, com. But we are happy to come to
0: you if you live in the
1: Chicagoland area. It's much easier than us creating a class and expecting people to
0: show up. We'd rather show up for Because nobody shows up to those.
1: Well, nobody is a strong word. Two people. That's strong, too. More than that usually show up, but we're not... We're not... Uh, we need a leader. We need a leader. That's yeah. exactly it. Like, we need a leader.
0: Remember Kaylee did that in Glenview? Yes, yes. We, we
1: need, need someone to lead it, get their people together. And we'll come in. And we will come in. So anyway, that's it. And...
0: First partner? Tree of Life. Tree of Life. Chiropractic Care. And they are actually doing a real special. A not, Zen Parenting not, special? Not one of those fake specials like Avid does.
1: Yeah. No, those aren't fake. They're just special specials.
0: Um, So she's offering this to only Zen Parenting listeners... Um, and this is free. You get your complete initial chiropractic exam, um, and you also get a 20-minute twenty, dial, a 20 minute massage, all for free, just by going to visit uh, Tree, of Life, Tree of Life Chiropractic And Care. saying
1: the Zen Parenting Radio sent you. Oh,
0: yeah, you got to say that.
1: So you got to say, I'm in for the special. So let's dive into this.
0: Yeah, let's dive.
1: Um, let's say that—
0: We should probably give the phone number before we decide to move on. Okay. 630-941-8733.
1: Okay, treeoflife.com cairotree.com. Correct, correct. So, the gift of listening inside and outside. That's really what we're talking about today. That's kind of the As um, of 5 minutes ago. As yeah. Well, I was trying you to You just
0: said what are you, what are we talking about? I said I don't know, <laughs> and you said, "Good." And then you And then you I, came I walked away
1: and got some hot water.
0: So this is literally minutes of preparation for our dedicated audience.
1: What it is is that I wanted to talk about, you brought up a thing about yoga. Yes. You brought up the fact that there is a place where, um, where was that article from? Which one? The one about yoga, not being oh, able to no. be practiced in schools. Oh, no. I found the it schools.
0: on uh, Stitcher. It was like, on, it was like a, a three-minute thing on NPR.
1: So I'm just going to give the broad perspective of this, that yoga is being um, implemented in some schools for kids. In gym class. Okay, in gym class. And that, actually, our girls do it in gym class, so it's yeah. not like this is a brand new thing.
0: And this is actually but, a school in San Diego where this is happening.
1: But there are some parents who have been unhappy about it. And again, it could be a very small um, percentage. It
0: could be one lady.
1: Um, could be one lady. That's right. But see, the negativity often gets the most.
0: Yeah, there, there attention. could be a classroom of thirty kids with thirty parents, and one one lady complains because of this or that. Then right. that's what gets the attention.
1: So a lot of times, when something like yoga is brought into the schools, um, people, because they don't have an understanding of yoga, and maybe because they have heard about it in terms of connection to a religion, they get worried that something is being taught that is inappropriate. Right. And I guess the reason this is around listening is because what yoga is about, if you can take a step back and get off of the dogma of, of religion, like don't, you know, take, and again, a lot of people say, well, that's the whole problem. That it's is, not right. a religious practice. Right. That's all I can say. And if you can step away from that and realize that the whole uh, deal of yoga is body awareness, understanding what you're feeling inside your body, Breathing, connecting breath to movement, and also being able to calm your body. So it's you have a physiological response from the movement and from the breathing and from the body awareness, where you actually have a calmer state of being. Not to mention you're stronger. Not to mention it's good for you know you know uh, just health, mm-hmm. overall health. So it's a mental and physical kind of workout. And I was thinking about. How if we could just call it a different word, and I don't want to, I'm very comfortable with the word yoga because it means union, you know? Is that what yoga means? Yeah. I mean, there are different definitions for it, but it's really union. Okay, And that if we could just come up with a different word then maybe people wouldn't be so up in arms about it. How about snallery? <laughs> what does that
0: mean? I don't know. I just made that word up. Snallery. <laughs> that
1: doesn't sound cool. Called... Well,
0: you said, what if we had a different word? Snallery work
1: I guess what I mean is, what if we did the exact same thing and said, How about said, yogurt? Hey, we're going to do... Hey, do body awareness in gym class. Then no one would, would make a, a, right. a peep about well, it. Well,
0: let me tell you, because you didn't listen to it. You read about it, but you didn't listen to it. I the... read the article, yeah. So the thing that, that was brought to the attention that made this a big deal... Is that the gym teacher or the yoga teacher, whoever it was? Because this is in San Diego, which is whatever the yoga capital of the country, I guess. I didn't okay. really know that. And um, in the class, they said, "All right, we need to thank the sun for shining so brightly on us." Beautiful. That's that. That's why the parent was up in arms. Well,
1: how is that because you don't
0: thank the sun; you thank God for for everything.
1: But the sun is watch so yourself. But the sun is of all. I mean, it's... it. No, I mean, well, you're
0: talking about God. Now, I'm playing the Christian, the crazy Christian here. Okay. No, the sun isn't all. The sun is a star in the sky that shines. It's got nothing to do with God.
1: Well, and just to just to make sure, and I know exactly what you're saying, mm-hmm. but you're not saying Christians are crazy. You're saying a person who is Christian who is claiming I'm that. I'm saying
0: that there's a whole bunch of crazy people, regardless of what religion they practice. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, so, okay. So, we shouldn't thank the sun.
0: Exactly. Okay. All right. <laughs> And that seems silly to me. Thank you, sun. The sun is the sun's shining every single day, regardless whether or not there's clouds under, and, underneath it or what. Well,
1: mm-hmm. and I'm confused because the sun is part of all being... And again, it's the word God that's that's throwing everybody off, It's right?
0: words. Okay. We talked Semantics. about words. It's Semantics. yoga.
1: The, like, just like I was like saying, the word yoga would have been, been fine. And the thing is, is the sun is a part of all, and we wouldn't be here without the sun. We wouldn't be here without the moon. We wouldn't be here without all those parts of nature. We are a piece. of of a huge puzzle mm-hmm. and it is not the humans running the world. Right. It is us being a part of the But we used world. to think
0: that the earth was the center of the universe. Yes. Now we know it's simply a planet that goes around the sun and the sun goes around a whole different, bigger space and everything else.
1: Right. So, right. So what
0: do you think about that?
1: Wow. Okay. I have to like kind of digest that a little bit because, you know, I actually have right by our door, a whole list. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? The French yeah, thing like over there? the Native there, American thing. The Native American thing. And, and, that's what's so beautiful about Native American culture and understanding is that they had such a connection to the earth, and they understood the bigger um, picture of you. Thank all of these pieces because and it's all
0: interconnected. It's
1: all interconnected. We would not be without you. You, we help you. You help us. We're all connected. Mm-hmm. And they would. There's this whole thing about you know you thank the sky, you thank the sun, you thank the moon, you thank the animals, the earth. And I just think that's a beautiful way to live because then we remember who we are.
0: It makes two of us.
1: Um, so,
0: but we're ostracizing a lot of the people who think that uh, it's you know nature is nature, but it's not the all end all be all of everything.
1: Yeah. Well, but we're nature.
0: <laughs> we are and I'm thinking of Dances with Wolves I mean it's so funny how your perception could change because if you haven't seen Dances with Wolves shame on you because it's one of the most amazing movies of all time in my opinion and how we you know we're the white man and how quickly we understand that the white man is the bad guys in that movie and mm-hmm. how the Native Americans kind of get it and they, you know, when you see all the buffalo on the plane and all the soldiers killed them for their tongues and their hide and that's it. Whereas the Native Americans, you know, really treasured and honored
1: the, the buffalo. buffalo
0: and everything else. So.
1: And used every single part of the animal because they had an understanding. They didn't the, like
0: to waste. They, did, they like, didn't did Like, I waste. don't like to waste either.
1: Well, and not only did they not like to waste, but they honored every part of that animal. Sure it wasn't about let me get as much money as I can and forget you mm-hmm. they even you know and again I, it's a hard scene to see but where he actually oh, takes yeah. his heart out
0: oh yeah and then he bites it and he
1: bites it which is not something i will choose to do
0: no me neither i'll leave that tradition i don't even behind. like broccoli i know much less the heart of you a don't buffalo. like
1: any broccoli
0: well i like it in my smoothie i was gonna
1: say we put it and i like it in a skillet
0: oh and i like the broccoli cheese soup
1: Yes, which is just basically a bunch of no broccoli in there. But that's how you get
0: to like good stuff. You you know why I like mushrooms right now? Right. I like mushrooms because I went to a bar one day and somebody had me try deep fried mushrooms. Right. And it was easier to eat because it was deep fried. And then slowly over time, I got to appreciate mushrooms just all by themselves
1: that's it's the beginning whereas Baby steps. if you're me
0: when i was 10 years old my parents used to make me eat one item of vegetables on the table and i would gag and my brother and sister would laugh at me because it was so disgusting you know how disgusting beets are if you've never eaten beets i don't think i've had a beet since i was 10 i know
1: beets have made a comeback Why? Beets are back on that because they're good for you
0: i think they are misleading because they look like uh, something yummy and it turns out like a out,
1: cranberry or something yeah. yeah
0: yeah so i don't like beets okay let's forget let's, about beets we'll just
1: done with that comment okay. right there sorry no it's don't be sorry I'm I mean, sure. I'm not, th- I'm not sorry. I'm sure there are people out there who agree with you. But I want to kind of transition. I'm going to take this a step further okay, from the let's, yoga let's thing. Let's take it another step. There's a quote by the Dalai Lama where he says, if every child learned to meditate um, around the time that they're eight, um, all the violence in the world, I'm paraphrasing, but this world would not be a violent place anymore. Right. And, again, if people are struggling with doing yoga, which is basically the connection of body and mind and um, you know, breathing and... <clears throat> You know, relaxation. Can you only imagine if we started saying, hey, let's implement meditation into the schools. Don't forget it. But again, it's the word. Because something that you and I talk about is call it what you want. Like meditation may, um, the word may be connected to, it may give you a sense of, oh, that's not something I could do. But what if we said to you, which we do often, take some time for quiet, Mm -hmm. take some time for stillness, Close your eyes and go inside and notice your thoughts. Call it whatever you want. But the gist of it is calming yourself and noticing that your thinking mind is not always telling you the truth. Right. Noticing that you have the power to, to feel what you want in your body and you are not at the mercy of everybody else and what's going on. Like the the great quote about peace. Peace is not about having everything around you perfect.
0: Calm. Uh, calm. Right
1: peace is finding calm inside regardless of what's going on. To be on. in
0: the midst of chaos and still have some calmness
1: As kind of backdrop. Exactly, because you can't control the outside. Mm -hmm. So anybody who thinks, well, I'm going to feel good once I have peace and everybody in my home is this way and that way, and once I have money, once I have this house, once I have this car, once I have this job, I'll be peaceful, it doesn't work that way. It all comes from the inside out. So my point in saying this is, is there's already this issue in San Diego or maybe a minor one about yoga in the schools, but I really wish we could help children, maybe not put it in the schools, maybe we'll start in the home, have a sense of being able to at least respect that they can help their own bodies calm down. Mm -hmm. That they are not calm if everybody else in the the home is calm or they're not calm if they're being, I'm putting this in air quotes, good. But that they can actually go inside and, and breathe and calm down. And there's nothing... It, you can call it spiritual or you can connect it to your own religion if you want, but by nature, it's not a religious practice. Right? Does that make sense? It
0: does. And when I was a little kid and we were in grade school, we would eat and then we'd go out on the playground and then we would have something called silent reading. Mm, beautiful. And all it was was silent reading. And I think that, I don't know if you had to read, but...
1: SSR, sustained silent reading. Really? Is that That's what we call it.
0: No, we just called it silent reading. Okay. And it was like 20 minutes of downtime where you yeah. kind of... But the teachers would make you read actual books, and sometimes they'd sneak Archie comic books inside of an actual book, and I would get in trouble.
1: Yes. And and which, to me, sounds crazy these days, because at least you're reading.
0: Right. It was an Archie comic digest. That Jughead Jones, he sure liked to eat cheeseburgers.
1: He liked crowns.
0: but (laughs) He did like (laughs) crowns. But... um, If we would have called it meditation at this uh, grade school I went to, I probably would have gotten killed. Right. You know, like, oh, we don't meditate, we pray.
1: Right, right. You know?
0: Isn't that weird?
1: It is. And it's semantics, everybody. It's not about whatever works for you is great. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to change anything you do if you have a way... If it's through your own version of prayer or meditation or whatever word you use, you keep doing it if it makes you feel good. This isn't about changing anything you're doing. It's about being open to if other people call it something different or if they try another way of finding that inner calm and that peace and that connection to whatever they connect to. And again, it's all about the word they connect to, you know, Um, then that's all good.
0: I agree with you. You know,
1: um, but that's, I guess we're far from that.
0: Well, what I was going to say is um, we just watched that uh, Oprah and Eckhart interview. Yes. And how he doesn't have a formal meditation practice and how interesting I thought that yes, was. Yes, yes. But one thing he really hit on, and we've talked about this, but we it's worth repeating, he thinks it's more valuable. And I agree with him um, because you do and I don't. Uh, I'm talking about formal meditation practice. Okay. Um, but he says it's more valuable if you build it within the confines of your day and your everyday tasks. Like every time you push the button for the elevator, that is your opportunity to sit still and go into presence and meditate or whatever the case is for 10 seconds. Or every time the phone rings, you take one deep breath or every time you're about to open the car, he said, and I agree with, it's more valuable to do that. I mean, if you could do both great. But I think what what he was getting at is a lot of people do their meditation for 20 minutes in the morning or 20 minutes before they go to bed, and then they forget everything—the stillness, the calmness, the the non judgment. Um, they forget about that. But they'll go, will st- sit on their soapbox and say how they meditate every day. Well,
1: they do it as a form of routine and right. an item to check off their list. Like it's like people who go to a yoga class and go into it and move fast and. Try and like be competitive and be better than everybody else and leave early and don't do shavasana. They're doing it as like something to say, "I do yoga." And again, you know, everyone has their own way of doing it. But sometimes the whole point of it is slowing down and being in tune with yourself and not going in there to to compete.
0: Well, it makes um, go ahead.
1: But to to finish that thought, what I was going to say was that the whole gist of med- meditation is to practice doing something in stillness where you're calm. You realize that. You can slow yourself down, you you find space between thoughts where you don't you're not you don't react to things where a thought comes up and you're able to breathe through it and let it go. And the whole process of it is practicing that so you can bring it into your real world. So when your child says something inappropriate, you can take space between that and your reaction. And you practice it in stillness meditation, so in the day you can practice it in real time, like mm-hmm. you're saying. So the mixture is fantastic. But you're right in that a lot of people meditate, and then they go into their real day, and they're completely um, asleep again. And well, when I say asleep, I mean they forget that they've even practiced spaciousness.
0: It reminds me of Michael Corleone. Why? Because at the end of, I think, Godfather 1, there's a scene where Michael orders everybody to kill all these people, all the heads of the five families. Oh, that's great. While at the same time, I think he's at church, and his son or daughter's getting... Uh, First Communion or whatever and or maybe it's a baptism I don't know the Godfather fans will be able to correct me here but he's saying all these things about how good of a person he, you know the priest is saying say after me I'm a man of God I know mm, the right from totally. wrong and all that so you know it's one thing to say something or just because you say you meditate, just because you you just because go to yoga in a church. or just because you go to church doesn't necessarily make you a better person. Mm-mm. Doesn't make me a better person whether or not I meditate or go to church. And then
1: you flip it. Just because someone doesn't do that exactly. doesn't mean that they're a bad person.
0: Right. Exactly. Right. So right. it's not about that. It's about how you interact with others.
1: It's the reality. And that's the thing is a lot of our belief systems have gotten wrapped around if you do this, mm-hmm. Then, if you go to this church, if you say this, if you believe this, if you wear this, um, you know, then this is who you are. And really, we all know. And again, I think I'm I'm talking to people who under who they get this. It's what you're doing on a daily basis that really. It, it's not about what you're going to get back from it. That's where your happiness comes from. Mm-hmm. Is are you helping people? Are you being kind? Are you having space between reaction? Are you helping your body calm down? Are you dis are you allow are you questioning your thoughts especially the negative ones and saying is that true that's the way that you find peace in your life and then when you have peace you offer it to other people yeah. so that's a contented life a life of just saying this is what i do it feels i think it often feels very false to people even the people who are doing it they're like but there's still a gaping hole i don't i still don't feel good about what i'm doing and and it's like practice versus um, studying, studying yeah. I guess. I don't know.
0: Well, just because you learn a concept doesn't necessarily mean you that you can it. put it into practice.
1: Well, it's like some people who go to school forever and ever and ever and they get their doctorate or they get four doctorates or whatever. They know the material back and forth, but that doesn't mean they can teach it well. Right. You know, Um. is that the same thing? No. <laughs> I don't even know where I that came up, but well, it's where true. that comes
0: up is I some of my best teachers were the teachers in high school, and they were trained to be teachers. Like, they got their bachelor's in education. But then for some reason, when we go to college, we don't get these people who learn how to be teachers. We get these experts at whatever field it is. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're they're really good teachers. They
1: just have a lot of knowledge that they're supposed to be imparting. And I always thought that
0: that was weird. I feel like if you're... Now, here you are. You are a teacher at Dominican University. Yeah. You happen to have your bachelor's in education. Right. But I would say most of your cohorts do not... um, Haven't been formally trained in how to teach kids. Is that safe to say? Um,
1: I would say that in a research way, they have meaning. They've probably gone through and been teaching assistants, and you know they've.
0: I don't know, maybe, but I, don't know. I feel like they're just—they get really good at something, and then all, all of a sudden they're supposed to know how to, or they ed- get a lot of knowledge and, about
1: something, right? And then they are supposed to know how to educate. Yeah. And
0: and where I'm going is, I had plenty of teachers at college at Drake University, which was a fine university that sucked. Yeah. I mean, I had some amazing ones too.
1: And it wasn't because they weren't smart, it's because no. they didn't know how to relay the information. Exactly. Sometimes the people with the greatest information don't have the greatest communication skills. Right. And that can be frustrating because you know they have something to share, mm-hmm. but it's like it's not coming out right. right. Like we've all had teachers that way. Sure. You know, the communication is difficult. Now, here, this is interesting. Can I do a transition or uh, we should say something about helping hands? Helping here?
0: Hands Maid Services. They are awesome uh, maid services. Treat yourself to uh, uh, a nice treat.
1: Nice. Treat yourself. Treat yourself to getting someone to come in and clean your house. Like this morning, I had a retreat at our house, right? And um, they had come in the middle of the week and cleaned the whole house, so I didn't have to worry about it. It was beautiful.
0: Want to hear the tagline? Yes. One call does it all. Beautiful. And then what's the website? Life's too short to clean your home.
1: What's the website? HelpingHandsMadeServices.com
0: dot com six three zero five three zero
1: one three two four Nice um, So
0: So where, did you, where were you going to go with that?
1: I was going to go with We were just talking about listening and communicating And I wanted You know I was saying at the beginning of the show This is about listening inside and outside Listening inside is the yoga and the meditation Not only for our children but for ourselves Or call it whatever you want mm-hmm. Body awareness and quiet stillness right. Okay we'll just use different words So it doesn't get wrapped up in other ideas but the other form of listening is we were just talking about being a teacher and the probably our biggest teaching opportunity in our in lifetime is being a parent, right? Mm-hmm. So as a parent, can we... I, I was reading an article about how as parents, we, we've we kind of bought into this belief system that the way of being a good parent is being punitive. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean by punitive?
0: It means uh, punishment. Punishment. Right.
1: Is that when a child does something that we find offensive, which is basically based off our own personal experience... Um, we, we punish. And I remember, um, and a lot of parents probably saying, well, yeah, you know, because that's basically our system. Negative reinforcement. Negative reinforcement, right? But it's interesting because I remember when I first um, experienced the difference between punishment and consequence. Consequence is more like a, um, I'm going to use the word like a karmic thing, mm-hmm. cause and effect. If right. this happens, then this happens punishment is more it's again it's punitive it's you know slapping you down maybe not literally physically but like you know verbally or whatever it may be you're not going to talk to me that way right and i think that again generations have used that and have hoped it's helped but really it's caused a lot of shame guilt and fear in children right, right. so i just wanted to have that discussion with you about now we we're talking about listening on the inside now listening on the outside when a child comes to you and maybe they're doing something or they they break something or they say something that's inappropriate it's It the, It would be interesting to, instead of having our first response be, I'm going to punish you, I'm going to yell at you, I'm going to tell you why you offended me, and I'm going to put you in a timeout. What if we actually just listened and said... To, how,
0: how, how did that happen? <laughs>
1: Dead air. <laughs> We're like, H-. we both have our mouth open. We're not sure what word to say. What? And again, it depends on the age. That's what's going through well, my head. and,
0: you know, Skylar broke your little light switch right. thing. Yes. And I don't know... I, Sometimes I don't know what stories to tell on the show because I really we really don't yell at our kids. We get frustrated at our sure. kids.
1: We have our own internal issues. And I'm
0: very um, aware of not trying not to sound like we're any better because we have plenty of issues in our parenting but but we don't typically yell at our kids. Mm-hmm. And um, so when Skyler broke that little light thing that Manisha gave to you, you know, say, how'd this happen? Well, you she walked her really over. Bad. She
1: said, now here's here's one thing that's important. The reason that that we even knew about this is because we've had enough issues that our girls have had and that we have watched and that they have watched happen where she knows she's not going to get yelled at mm-hmm. and that she knows oh, yeah, she feels right. uncomfortable about it because children have that empathetic, response. So she broke this, this, uh,
0: whatever, this piece it's, of It's glass. just this thing that goes on
1: the wall. It doesn't matter. So she broke it. She went up to you and said, I broke this.
0: But then she'll say something like, but I didn't really. I didn't mean to. Right.
1: Because it's true, right? right? It's right. not like she said, I'm going to go break this. Right. And see, there's a big key to that because if you are always yelling at your children, they are not going to come to you. They're going to try and hide it.
0: I used to do that all the time. Of
1: course, you know. I remember I
0: broke a window one time, and I just hoped my parents wouldn't figure it out. Turns out they did.
1: <laughs> Shocking <laughs> but, that they found that a window was broken. But it
0: was a good plan.
1: And I also want to say that doesn't mean our kids have come to us every single time, but we're trying to do a percentage thing here. Mm-hmm. Like, can we can we do our best so our kids come to us 85% of the time? They may have issues, you know, here and there. It's not about perfection, but that's the kind of an, S- ap- environment we're trying to create. S- so, Okay, go ahead. So she came to you mm-hmm. with it. And then you walked over and said, it's go a tell real, Mama. Because it's a
0: sentimental thing.
1: Right, because it was from a, my friend, and, it was, and we've had it for a long time. And I said,
0: let's go tell Mom.
1: So you walked over, and she said, Mom, I broke this. I didn't mean to. We can glue it back together, mm-hmm. which I've loved all three of those things. I admit to it. Right. It was not intentional, and here's how I can fix it, mm-hmm. basically is what she's saying. So I kind of looked at it, and I was bummed. I was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to pretend. I'm not also – I don't believe and say, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I don't care. Oh, I was bummed. And I said, tell me what happened. She said, well, I was flipping it, and it fell off, and I could totally visualize in my mm. mind what she was saying. So I said, well, it's okay. You know, let's get some super glue, and we'll move on. And then it was pretty much over.
0: And that's when I said, I don't think this is get super glued together. <laughs>
1: I know, and then I'm like, shh, stop saying that, because I wanted it. It broke
0: into too many pieces yeah, to and super glued. Yeah,
1: and that was fine. There's also a big piece there, not having an attachment to things. Mm-hmm. Because even though I like that thing, and I was bummed, that's my real response, that's not an indicator of minutia in my friendship. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, having Having that doesn't mean anything in terms of the real relationship.
0: So to take devil's advocate okay. position here, um, somebody might hear our story that we just told and okay. say, well, you can't just let your kids off. Why are you letting your kids off every time they do something wrong?
1: But how did I let him off, devil's advocate? Uh, you,
0: didn't, you didn't give her a time out. You didn't tell her but she's a bad girl. that's the punishment part. You, didn't, you didn't take the belt to her.
1: That's, oh, geez. that's what I'm talking about with the punishment part is our instant response is we need to punish them so they learn. But what that's doing is it's instilling fear around doing something like making a mistake again. So then they won't come to you because they know. Now, when I say that, I want to go back to consequences. If my child is out with their friends and say they're going to be home at five and they come home at seven, you bet that there's trouble. Meaning the consequences. I don't now trust what you're going to tell what you tell me because you told me this and you didn't do it. So therefore, there's not going to be as much freedom around going out. And maybe they do have a time of you need to go sit and think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, but it doesn't have to be fear, yelling at you, telling you how bad a person you are. There's this. There's this room. So it's not about. Here's that's the hard part about discussing this is when we say we don't punish. People say, well, then you let them off the hook. Not true. There are consequences for your behavior. With that kind of thing, that's just a big mistake. She didn't mean for that to fall so off So let's fast
0: forward to teenage years. Some okay. kid was supposed to home, get home at 9. She gets home at midnight. Yes. Um, so wouldn't there be punishment, for lack of a better term, with, I, with something like that? But
1: what, what would that be? You tell me. Because punishment to me means grounding. Yeah, you're grounded. A, that's a nightmare to me. I don't want to ground my children and have them home all the time where so, it's like more so difficult So what consequence
0: for me. are we going to give them? The consequence
1: them? would be that now trust has been broken. Okay. So when you tell me you're going somewhere, I'm going to need to check on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to need to check your phone. Or mm-hmm. maybe you will like say something went on with the phone. I will now be holding your phone. or you win- There's like a real-time, real-life consequence to what they did. Because you did this, this means this. Mm-hmm. So I can no longer do this. The disappointment is huge enough. See, a lot of parents don't think their kids... Care they'll be like my my kids don't care you know they're manipulating me even if they're not showing you that they care having their parents be disappointed them in them is hard
0: didn't you have a little streak of uh, where you had some you made some mistakes as a teenager oh I
1: never made any mistakes
0: and then the last uh, the last time um, your parents just kind of threw their hands up and said we don't really know what to yeah, do with yeah
1: I I mean I went through some things where I had some police issues when I was a teenager teenager um, you know. Uh, Yeah. So I got in trouble a few times. What'd you do? Oh, it was stupid things like underage drinking, staying out past curfew, um, things that were, I'm putting quote unquote typical Mm -hmm. of the time, but also not wise. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying, oh, it was fine. It just was, that's who I was then. So did
0: your parents ground you? And the first few times? The first
1: few times I think I got, I don't remember, but it was a little more trouble like where I couldn't go certain places, Mm -hmm. which again, I don't even, there's, maybe it's the word grounding that I don't like where your kid has to stay home and not go anywhere. I've been fully in understanding of a parent saying, well, you, you, we said you could go to this party, but you drank. So therefore you can't go anymore. That to me is consequence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not so much grounding, but consequence. Um, but anyway, by the third time that I got in pretty serious trouble,
0: third time, like in a week or three time in two years, a year
1: and a half, I think about 18 months, tough
0: 18 months there. Yeah.
1: Um, the third time I, my parents picked me up from the police station and said, um, I don't know what to do anymore. They just kind of threw their hands up and said they didn't throw their hands up like we don't care. They were very loving and they, you know, and they were frustrated, but they're like. But
0: that was a different tactic that they chose to do that time. And
1: I think maybe they just felt like that in the moment, mm-hmm. like they're exhausted, right. they don't know what to say. But it was the worst thing because right. I they were just they were disappointed and sad and bombed, and they felt they it just was an awful feeling, mm-hmm. and that impacted me more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was my turnaround. Maybe I was already there before they even showed up at the police station where I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there were a lot of things that happened um, all at once. But still, disappointment is huge, is, mm-hmm. the, is the point, is that when people who you depend on and people who you love and people you're connected to basically get confused mm-hmm. about you, You that's hard. Right. But then the key is, is having them come back um, which, and this happened too with my parents, is having them come back and say, I do believe in you. Right. I know you can do differently than this. Hmm. Um, but you, you've you got to throw us, show us through your actions.
0: Did they uh, say, I believe in you right then and oh, there? Oh, no.
1: No, they're frustrated. They're, and Todd, this so was they like when I was 17. To, to decompress. Yeah, this is so long ago. There's no way I can remember the details. I remember the feelings. Right. But the details of what was said, what was done, I don't still have that. Right. Um, I just remember that the night that I got arrested bird that last time that last (laughs) last time i um watched to kill a mockingbird Mm. in the middle of the night i think we got home at 11 and it was on some like wgi so
0: you got in trouble for a third time in 18 months and you felt so badly you decided to watch movies
1: well, I couldn't go to sleep. What you, uh, that's not kind. I, know, I came uh, home and I was like by myself, feeling disappointed and sad and myself and, and unsure of what to do. I and think I think you watched should have sat, sat in
0: your disappointment, and not turned on the TV. I
1: think Atticus Finch was actually quite helpful in that situation,
0: <laughs> don't you? What about Scout?
1: Well, Scout as well, but Atticus was all about it's your conscience. That leads you through life and that it's not about what people feel about you or what you do or following the crowd, it's about who you are. So there was a huge impact of that movie. Do you get what I'm so saying? So it was the
0: right place, right time for that movie to be on. Shocking. Yeah.
1: See, I believe in that. What you a know? coincidence. What a coincidence. Sorry believe, for
0: making you feel bad. Yeah,
1: because you're cause you're thinking about technology these days where kids having T V time is like right. But this is way back when when there's three channels and I barely was watching TV. You know, I was actually outside doing things, getting
0: rested. That's right. You're outside doing things. <laughs>
1: Um, But I guess my point is, is that it it made an impact on me and my life changed very dramatically.
0: I got brought in the police station one time and I was like 16 or 17. And my parents said that I was grounded till my birthday, which is in May.
1: And what month was
0: it? It was in September.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's what I'm talking about is that is harder on the parents than you.
0: And I didn't get grounded till, I mean, that's what they said. And they held tough for a few weeks, but my birthday. Jesus, Elise, give know. me a break.
1: Well, and that's their anger talking, right? That's right. their frustration and their So, there's all sorts of things we may say, but that I guess my point is this started with Skylar breaking something and now we're going into our history is that can we can we trust that listening and natural natural consequences, that's the word I was looking for, and that natural consequences are effective? Or is it so ingrained in us that our children have to feel shame and guilt and fear, and that's... We have somehow decided that's the only way they learn. Mm-hmm. And, and what we'll say to ourselves is, that's how I learned when I was a kid. But do you carry shame? Right. Probably. Right. And maybe you learned, but you learned to be afraid of your parents. Right. Therefore, you learned to not do things in their presence and do it behind their back, and then you did that in life. You mm-hmm. started doing things behind your boss's back mm-hmm. or your friend's back, and... And I'm going to extremes here, but my point is, is can we help children integrate something? This
0: is where the work happens. These, yes. These small day-to-day or week-to-week decisions, if we can somehow take the high road and not make them feel with guilt, shame, or fear, Right. it has a snowball effect and how they interact with you and the rest of the world from here on up.
1: And how they interact with themselves. Mm-hmm. They, know, they tap into that... That place in them that they know is good, which is the essence of who they are, and they realize that they're just choices and decisions in the moment, and it's not about who they are. Right. They when you know when we tell our children again, we've covered this immensely, but you're a bad girl, you're a bad boy. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. Their choice was poor. Yeah,
0: you had a, ba- you made you a had bad a choice. Poor
1: choice, but I see who you really are. Mm-hmm. You are never
0: stop believing in your kids.
1: Never and never and, decide, d- and
0: don't say that you don't believe in them either, mm. because you really you do. You love them. Otherwise, they'd be. Out on the street.
1: And here's a perfect example of, I believe in you, and so your behavior is disappointing me. Mm-hmm. Can, can you hear the difference yeah. in that? I love you and see you so clearly that when you yell at me or when you don't come home mm-hmm. at, until midnight, when you, when you purposefully throw things, when you hit your brother... Mm-hmm. I love you and believe in you so much that those actions really hurt. Mm-hmm. It's hard to watch, and so what they're hearing is, I know that's not who you are, right. but you are acting out that way, which is not okay. Right. So it's not allowing them to walk all over you. There's there's so many uh, there's so much gray in here and so much balance, um, and there's a lot of things that have to you kind of have to work on in yourself to even have these conversations. Yeah.
0: yeah, The, you know, whenever anybody says, well, that's how it was done to me, I can't stand that. That should be in my tournament bad. Yes. When people say, well, it worked for me. I don't have any, like, do you really not have any problems? (laughs) Like, is there any chance that we might be able to evolve just a little bit from one generation to the next? Because that's why we're here.
1: Well, and that's a beautiful word, Todd, is that's exactly our purpose. When people say, well, I'm going to do it exactly like my parents did. I honor that in that you take what your parents gave you that worked for you, and and all of us have stuff Mm -hmm. that just completely worked and that connected us and that we loved, you honor them in that way. But you also look at the things that didn't work, not just because of them, but because of the time, the society, the culture, the way things were then, and you tweak it to now. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we know is that shaming your children and causing them to hide parts of themselves or think that something's wrong with them affects them immensely Mm -hmm. in the future. It affects how they feel about themselves. It affects their decisions to numb out Mm -hmm. and maybe drink or smoke or do drugs or, you know, sex or all these things that become addictions or work, you know, work becomes the like the appropriate addiction, you know, but it's really not because they're trying to fill a void and feel better about something that, that was a damage maybe caused a long time ago. And so I guess my point is, is that these, just like Todd said, these are the little things we do. Where it doesn't mean they don't get a consequence, but we don't jump all over them and tell them they're bad people. Right.
0: I'm with you. you. Know? I'm with you. All okay. right. Let's move so, on.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, last but not least, Avid Company, they do painting and remodeling all over the Chicagoland area. Give them a call, 630-956-1800. That's 630-956-1800. Uh, Jeremy Kraft is the owner, and he is an awesome uh, businessman. and an he's awesome. He's just good company. at everything. Yeah, he's a good contractor. So yeah. give him a call and say Zen Parenting sent you. So... Um. So, what do we have next? We want to talk about the Golden Globes.
1: A little bit.
0: So, I, how about that uh, Argo?
1: I rock on, right?
0: Well, I wanted Lincoln to win.
1: You know, Lincoln was an exceptional movie, but see, Daniel Day Lewis won, which kind of redeems
0: a little bit. But still,
1: Lincoln was pretty amazing, though. I think that was probably the most emotional movie. But Argo, it, I guess we don't. I always say as I watch these award shows because I'm an award show freak, or at least. Golden Globes and Academy Awards. I don't watch many of the others. But I don't really understand how films are made and I don't understand what goes into it. So sometimes when people say something's amazing, I don't have a, an appreciation. You know, like mm-hmm. maybe there was more direction done in Argo right. than in Lincoln, even though Lincoln was a beautiful movie. Right. So it's hard to say. But what I will say is that I was glad that um, Ben Affleck won because I thought that Argo was pretty amazing. It was.
0: I, it was probably the second best movie of the year, but yeah. it wasn't better than Lincoln.
1: Well, and as we know, Ben Affleck was not nominated for an Academy Award, so it doesn't affect Lincoln's chances to get an Academy Award.
0: And we saw Beast of the Southern Wild yesterday. We did. Went in with really high expectations, yeah. personally. And I was a little disappointed. And maybe it is a vehicle of my expectations, but I don't know. I just didn't connect with it the way I was hoping to.
1: And I think your words are exactly right. Our expectations were significant, were really high. Yeah. And um, it wasn't bad. No. It just, I didn't connect in the way that I thought I would. There were pieces that have stuck with me, Mm -hmm. like I was saying about the mother piece and some fear pieces. But for the most part, I was like, I don't think I want to see that again.
0: Yeah, it was heavy, heavy movie.
1: And I think I was, in some ways, and this was unfair, kind of thinking it was going to be similar to Tree of Life, that it was going to be really abstract, and I was going to just get all this interesting information, and I was going to be able to process it myself. Um, And it it, didn't—Tree of Life just so blew me away that it kind of wasn't a fair comparison. I agree, I agree. Um, So anyway, that was Beast of the Southern Wild. And the thing that I wanted to talk about, and I was going to look this up before we started, but I decided not to, just to have the conversation, is the Jodie Foster speech from last night. Yeah. Um, I don't think I, did I fast forward through some of it? Maybe I did. I'm a fast forwarder.
0: Well, here's what happens. Kathy (laughs) can't stand uncomfortable moments of award show. In in most award shows, there's plenty of them. Oh, yeah. So you do one of two things. You either fast forward it or you have a magazine in front of you and you pretend you can't hear what's going on and that doesn't really, you still hear it.
1: I do, but I'm at least not looking at them. I feel things too. I know you know this and I'm like preaching the choir. I know. But it's too intense for my body. I, all day long, read about challenging things. And, you know, it's like at night I don't want to feel that way. That's why I don't watch talk shows. Mm -hmm. I don't like people's discomfort. Mm -hmm. So I love award shows because you get the the bonus of people feeling great and... You know, people getting their due. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have to sit through really. So, what about things. Jodie Foster? So, my point about Jodie Foster is that we did watch that speech, and I'm, I'm a big fan. I've always loved her anyway. Oh, yeah. She's just amazing in, in lots of different ways, the way she's managed her life and career. But I looked at you at one point and said, did she just come out?
0: And I assumed that she was already out.
1: Well, and that's the interesting thing is because I, I think there was always an assumption, mm-hmm. even though she kept her personal life very personal, that she had a partner. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of just one of those things where in Hollywood, that's just not a big deal anymore. Right. And so it's like, it is what it is. But at the same time, I thought she had never...
0: For, publicly announced, said that. but
1: she's Jodie Foster, and she doesn't really have to. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of appreciate the fact that she and she is not. She mentioned her ex partner and mm-hmm. um, obviously the other mother to her sons. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the first thing I looked at you, and I was like, was that a big deal or is that old news?
0: And you don't know, and I don't know. I
1: didn't read online yet. And the other thing was the thing she said about her mother. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that?
0: That her mom is awesome,
1: and that her mom did an amazing job, and. That she can, you know. all goes
0: back to the parents.
1: I know. Well, it was touching, and I was just interested because I thought the speech was really good, and I love her anyway, but then I got on Twitter um, last night, which is fun. Whenever Mm -hmm. you're watching anything, Mm -hmm. just watch a Twitter feed Mm because it's just fun. But people were like, oh, my gosh, that was the best speech I've ever seen. And it was good, but I thought maybe I missed something.
0: Oh, I didn't think it was that amazing. I mean, it was good, but I don't know if it was the most amazing speech I've ever seen.
1: And she did make some comments about private life. Um she said something about you know I've been on screen since I was 3 isn't yeah. that reality show enough. Right. And I and I think people in the audience really took to that they like understood. they the the way the paparazzi is now um in reality shows and such. But anyway, I thought it was good. So I'm not slamming it. I just thought maybe I missed something.
0: I don't know. Um, maybe you did.
1: And that's really all about the Golden Globes Tina and Amy did a good job.
0: Yeah, whatever. It was fine. They they weren't that funny, honestly. I
1: thought the the part that I laughed really hard is when they were announcing the um who was up for you know the the category they were both in.
0: Yeah.
1: And they showed Amy Poehler she's sitting on George Clooney's lap. Right. Laugh. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard, but that's just so good. Yeah. It's just Too good fun. humor.
0: My turn on them bad. Two entries. You okay. ready? Let's hear. It. Um, about a few months ago, one of the, my tournaments of bad was because of these girls that we that live with us, our daughters.
1: These girls that live with us, yeah. our
0: children that we bore. Their gym class is horrible. <sighs> no, that
1: no, the things
0: they do is horrible. They they don't if, do. In
1: your opinion, in
0: my opinion, because they blow. There are
1: many people who listen because who they are do in all, our all these horrible district.
0: things. Because <laughs> I always ask Jeez. what they do in gym class. Because in gym class, you should either play basketball or you should play football or you should. Play volleyball In your opinion. Um, yeah, my opinion. Okay. This is my opinion. Okay. Anything I ever say is my opinion. True.
1: Okay, okay. given.
0: Thank so, you. So, and I don't know if you remember that turn in them a bad, but it just bugged me because they just did this, you know, they play with a parachute. She's like, in fourth grade, they're playing with parachutes. Give me a break. Anyways, the most recent thing that Cameron came home with. Yeah. She's doing what's called a high five jog. <laughs> what the heck is a high five jog? I and I, I asked what that was. And they're like, you just <laughs> jog and you high five each other. What's going on?
1: Maybe they go in a circle and high five when they you make don't do a circle. That. Maybe
0: that's like the warm up, but that that, that that's 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 not good.
1: Okay, I'm going to disagree, even Please. though I don't really know about the high five jog. Two parts of it that are good. Number one, jogging. Yay. Yogging. Jogging.
0: Apparently, the J is silent. <laughs> Apparently, you just run. <laughs> All right, forget forget your point. Okay,
1: jogging. hmm Is good. Number two, high five. Okay. Weather. Lots of good, good vibes there. There's nothing, what would you want them to do? Jog and run into each other and fight?
0: No, I just want them to play basketball or baseball or something fun. Because you like
1: that, but Cameron likes the high five jog.
0: I don't think she does. <laughs> I think she's bored with the high five jog. Really? What would you do? Would you be bored with the high five jog?
1: Well, it depends. If everyone was high fiving me when I was I coming around, I might like My it. My
0: second entry and in tournament into <laughs> bad, and then we'll close the show. Okay. Because we're late. Okay. Fritos.
1: Yes, I agree with you on that.
0: Why are Fritos still in existence?
1: Yeah, I don't there's like so much,
0: but now the only exception is like the chili cheese Fritos. No, I don't
1: even like those. No, those
0: are fine, but okay. regular Fritos are like. Why would anybody purchase a bag of Fritos?
1: I don't know, but there's probably people out there who do because they wouldn't be here if they didn't. It was. It's just. It's you like, know
0: how they have it in the variety pack. R- that's and what I'm just going to say. Doritos, Ruffles, Cool Ranch, and Ruffles. The Fritos are always the last things in the box, right? Just take them out of the box and put an extra ba- extra bag of Doritos in there.
1: Well, and that's funny because we don't have them now in our home. But when I was a kid, we would always have the variety pack and the free. Frito- there'd be like a big pile of Fritos. Yeah, because you would never take. And I that. think
0: maybe it's because Fritos were the first chip. I don't know. I don't. I haven't done any research Neither on the birth I. of Fritos, but it's. I think the time for Fritos have come and gone. Mm.
1: That's okay. what I have. Okay, I don't like the taste either.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, um, that's my deal.
1: Okay. Well, that's wonderful. And um, so everybody just, I don't know. Are like done? our
0: Facebook page. Uh, help us spread the word. Tell your friends about it. Tell one friend about it this week.
1: Tell one friend. Talk about this show. Share it with your spouse. And like we said at the beginning, if you want us to come talk to you and you live in Chicagoland, you get the group together, be the leader, and give and us you'll a call. you get
0: free books if you become the leader. That's
1: right. If you're the leader, you get free books. So
0: that's it. All right, guys. See you.
1: Have a good week.